Russell, you want to you want to try to take it, Russell? You I, want me I to go first, you then you done. guys go for it if I can't get it. Yeah. Yep. Or we each try it. Oh, yeah. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to the Rolling Stone Top 500 list. This resulted in a text chain and something that excoriated the order, <laughs> which led us to making this podcast. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. This is Back Did It Better Without Rob. Yeah! yeah without Rob. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every album on the Rolling Stone Top 500. This resulted in a sex change that celebrated the artist, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. All this opinions are our own, unless, I dis- unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. <laughs> back I Did, did it, better. it Better. <laughs> yes, Matt, you nice gotta turn. run at it. In 2020, Ooh. four friends decided to listen to the top 500 album list of all times, excoriating the order and giving all of their own shitty opinions in some order that nobody cares about, and only we have dozens of listeners, although we hope to have hundreds someday. And now, at 107 on the list, we have... Nope, 108. I'm sorry. Oh, see, look, I said just like Rob there. Oh, is it 106? Oh, 108. Oh, nope. Oh. At 108 on the list, we have Fiona Apples. When the pawn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a king. What he knows throws the blows. When he goes to fight, he'll blow the whole thing for. He enters the ring where the body by batter, you matter the might. So he goes solo, you hold your hand, own hand. Remember the depth, the greatest of heights. And if you know where to stand, then you know where to land. And if you fall, it won't matter because you'll know right there. That was like the Micro Machines, man. In 2020, (laughs) four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone Magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to make it this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Did it better. better. We are all the way up to album 108, and from 1999, we have a Fiona Apple when the pawn. And guys, I know I know what you're thinking. Did Rob do a uh, a parody song about uh, uh, Russell being a cowboy, and then made an extraordinarily dirty song about it? Yes, I did, and we're going to listen to it right now. (laughs) What? All right, K Rob. Welcome to K Rob Late Nights Western Edition. Last week, Russell showed us his cowboy hat, and I got to admit, we had a listener send in the song saying she was very interested in maybe going for a ride. Oh, yeah. I am a bad cowgirl. Looking for a cowboy man Russell, forget those pearls Treat me like a test at school I need you to cram Come on and fuck me hard Wear your hat and I'm ready to ride Think of me Cow and you're the big spring. 
and you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. Here we go. So just to let everybody know, I should say before we do this, we started with people in my apartment sitting here while I was getting ready to record, and the guys just started doing the intro. So we're going to leave all those in. You can write in, who do you think did the best intro? Who should be the new intro guy? Okay, there has been criticism of the past that I'm trying to sound too much like a radio, radio, radio guy. So we'll see if that's improved at all. Mad cow. So it, let us know. Uh, and you know what? Feel free to send any voicemails and texts whatsoever, actually, because we are <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel. Okay. No offense to our listeners, but that's the way it is. Uh, but listen, I've got three guys here. Okay. Who in my mind, uh, uh, well, I don't know. What do you, would you say? I think Russell, you're kind of a rook. I think Matt, you're kind of, you kind of look like a, a knight to me. And Aaron, I mean, he's the bishop, right? He obviously looks like a bishop. Look at that guy. He's got the tall. <laughs> kind of looks like it. Uh, and of course, I'm the king queen combined into one piece. Uh, I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing today? Rob, am I your favorite co-host or should I get out of town? I just need to be reassured. You just deal it out or can you deal with all that I laid down? Ooh, wow. I, it's, uh, <laughs> laying down. It reminds me of something. Hey, you see how it works when you're prepared, Rob? Things I, go well. I've got, man, no, we're not going to talk about how unprepared I am today. We've made that agreement, <laughs> I thought, but I can't remember. Uh, Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Uh, yes, Queen. Good to be here. Ooh. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and I've got Aaron all the way out in California, just in time for fire season. Aaron, how are you doing today? Oh, fire season is starting up. September is going to be a hot one. Uh, you know, Rob, I know I'm a, I'm a mess that you don't want to clean up, but I promise it's only kisses on the cheek from now on. So let's talk about Ooh. Fiona Apple. And I cannot believe that I forgot to do my intro for Aaron, but I want to say intro for Aaron, who still wears his Big Johnson shirts. So a lot of people don't realize that, that Aaron still has a number of Big Johnson. <laughs> Johnson shirts. I mean, I got a big Johnson. Like, what do I, I can't like, what am I not going to wear the shirt? Big Johnson fire department. We got the hoses and then the butthole or whatever the second part. Remember it? I was always like, it's not even that subtle. Like it was never like, what would you guys remember any big Johnson? I remember, what was it? Was it? It was big dog, right? Well, no, big dog was clean. Big dog was I normal rude stuff. Dog. Okay. Rude dog. Rude dog. Yeah. Rude dog was not clean. But rude dog was more binders, right? I had a rude dog binder. I don't remember. Oh was God, there clothes? You can't, you can't say these on the radio. <laughs> All right. Big Johnson, uh, what is this? May I force one in you? Oh, you no, say no. That. Why would you say that? You one can't say that. that. Yeah, that's not, okay, that's here not we go. allowed. That's not you can't idea. say that on the radio. We got Big Johnson fishing rods. Okay. Oh. It's easy to reel them in when you've got a Big Johnson and they're in a boat called Catch and Snapper. So I'm just going to leave that. I think that's good enough, big, right? Big Johnson I mean, mud tires, no holes too deep uh, <laughs> or sloppy when you're driving with a Big Johnson. I mean, you can't say that big stuff Johnson, on the radio. Oh, my God. Now, think about this shirt. You are in eighth grade. You are going to buy this shirt. By the way, for sale on eBay, $70. Okay, I'm just going to say that right now. I'm more of a I'm more of a retail guy at uh, Snyder's Snyder's at the mall. What was it called? Snyder's was that it? We used to talk about that place. No, it was Spencer Gifts. Spencer, Spencer Gifts. Snyder Spencer Gifts. <laughs> Once again, somehow we find the most offensive content on the most thoughtful. Well, now wait albums. a minute. I didn't get done to explain my shirt. It's Big Johnson tequila. Never mind the salty taste. Just swallow the big worm. Now I don't oh. actually get that one. I think that one's fine. Like, do you think, guys? Do you think this podcast, if you went back and did its ancestry.com, could it be traced to Big Johnson oh, shirts? No. Is that possible? <laughs> big Johnson, Big Johnson hand jacks. I mean, that's not even a thing, right? 
Big Johnson bowling balls. Get your nuts off easier when your Johnson's in jail. I mean, I've got to edit that out. That's terrible. That's absolutely nothing. But anyway, we're here to talk about Fiona Apple. So if you're here as a big Fiona Apple song and you uh, fan and you just listened to our bid on Big Johnson shirts, uh, good for you. That's excellent. Let's get right into the voicemail. Oh, we got a voicemail. Huh? Now, nice. I want to be clear. This voicemailer texted and requested that I play this in a Sally Field voice. Okay. okay. Now, probably the least surprising thing ever. There is no Sally Field voice. I don't know why he thought somebody would have put together a <laughs> voice like emulator me. for Sally they Field. Really, really like this me. is the replacements guy, right? So Only instead, the replacements guy would come up with them. Instead, we are going to listen to this generic female Google voice. Okay. You like me. You really, really like me. Yeah. I cannot express what an honor it was to once again hear my thoughts and comments on your illustrious podcast that has helped literally hundreds of users discover not only new music, but new uses for dandelions, leftover schnapps, and how many inflatables really can fit on a lawn. As the main host, Rob's advice on dryer repair and its relation to the dynamics of a blended family is unmatched in the current podcast true. landscape. Not gonna lie, as the faithful dumb shit listener I am, I fast forwarded through most of the episode just to make sure I made the cut. If that screws up your ratings, I apologize to absolutely no one. Keep up the good work. Wow. That, of course, is from Magic Mike 69. Uh, one, of our, one of our oldest, most faithful listeners. And if you haven't listened to the Beck did a better best of like Aaron, I highly recommend you go back and listen to how about magic Mike in one of uh, session of voicemails, both got told by Chris Farley's brother, he was going to get laid and then did, and then went to a fuck fest and did wear socks. So our podcast is, is presenting people's truth out there. So. And if you guys are listening to next week's episode in February, 2023, and we've all been murdered, it's because Matt gave magic light <laughs> our Vegas trip date and we are all now dead. Yeah. No, no, no. You see, here's the, here's the ploy. You guys are dead. Magic Mike and I are good buddies. I'm oh. still walking the earth. <laughs> you guys are dead. I feel like Magic Mike and I get along. I don't remember saying anything bad about him. For example, when he first left the, left the iTunes review, which sure is not to be one of like three iTunes reviews we have. Uh, and I told him to eat shit because he said we had a slight factual error. So, I mean, you know, I do kind of, kind of Magic Mike is a great dude. And he's a great music fan, and we are all better for having him as our listeners. Let's just say. I think I have to go full Instagram blast and start blasting this whole episode that's just came out. I think we need to do a big social media push, guys. The whole episode is so good. We need to get people to listen. We need to buck up our listenership. Listen, summer's over. Listenership. Not part of the episode? Plateaus in the summer, no problem. It's like 101. The whole, the whole episode five, or the, part of the episode? Uh, I would do part of the whole episode, yeah. it's. But uh, to me, the parts, were, you know what they were? They were the beginning of the whole episode the or the end of the whole episode or the, the whole episode? I would say the big whole episode. I think that was the... That was the best part of it. Yeah, the whole. But we got to do it, guys. We got to get some more. We got to start. I, I mean, the bottom line is we got to get famous, right? Like, we've been fucking around for two years. It's time to get famous now. If we went up to once a day, if we were recording every day, yep. we would get through this by, what, 2027 then? <laughs> Instead of 2037, whatever it is. God. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I I read so I was reading about Marky Moon for last week's episode. Aaron, have you ever taken a math class? I don't think it would take us till twenty twenty seven. Do you know how many days are in a year, Aaron? <laughs> confused, confused. Aaron was doing that math in two four times, so he was he does a little bit different math yeah, than the rest not, of us. Yeah, I'm just not his fault. Kilter. I read that the the old the old article on Wikipedia still says that Marky Moon is at number one twenty eight. I was like one twenty eight, we're doing great, we're really moving through. And then I remembered Rob's one oh seven joke, and I was like, oh no, we're only at one oh seven. This is terrible. So now every time Rob says the letter or the number, I'm just dismayed. But these albums are great. I mean, I 
I'm really enjoying listening to them. So, and I like talking to you guys. So you're stuck with me for the next, I'm not going to do the math number of years. I also like the albums and I like talking to you guys. This is very good. I am not sleep deprived at all by doing these episodes during the week. <laughs> That's true. That, that is, that is the only thing is that I am back to teaching now. So I'm like, Hmm, how tired do we want to be tomorrow? Like now, today, for- when you say back to teaching, what did you, what exactly was your day like today? It sounds like you're back to workshops where you do nothing but like drink <laughs> old fashions and eat lobster. Tails that or was something. at the end and they were lobster rolls. Russell, read my text, please better. They were lobster rolls at the end of the day. They did have little drinks. Now I'm going to tell you right now, they had three different drink stations. One cans of beer. Okay. Skipped it. Didn't need it. Number two. Uh, but they also were serving lobster rolls there <laughs> and they also had uh, wine. I didn't get any wine. Um, Station number two, Ooh, they had uh, sweet potatoes and pulled pork. And then you okay. could get a Ooh. old fashioned, like just out of a like carafe. It was crazy. I had like three. That's wonderful. I had three. And then I go over to the head of school and the, one of the guys goes, oh, is that your second? And I was like, dude, why are you saying <laughs> shit like that? Count my drinks? And I said, no, yeah. this is my first. Like, what are you like? Why are we talking about how many drinks I'm having at a school function? Like, you know, my deal. I drink one too many at a school function. That's my goal. Rob. I got a question what? for you. I mean, you know, you you talked about how you spent all summer wearing speedos and moos at the at the you know, like have you had to like get back into like remembering how to dress again and oh, things yeah. like that? Is it? Do you have enough clothes? No, I had to like dig out. Uh, like I was digging out long pants. I was like, I don't even know where my long pants are right now. <laughs> this is crazy. Like finding underwear because that's part of my problem. Right in the summer, I'm wearing those shorts with no underwear. That's why I'm constantly pissing myself. At least you put your pants on the correct way, right? Not inside out or anything. You know, right? those text chains, we don't have to bring up everything I put on the text chain. I did today end up partway through my CPR training. Okay. I realized that my shirt was on inside out and it's a collared shirt with buttons. And somehow I was inside out. You sent a photo. I was impressed that you figured out how to put on a collared shirt inside out. Did you leave it inside out then? I switched it because when I was walking out, somebody was behind me and then they talked to me and I could see them scanning my body. Has anybody ever done that where they're talking to you and they're scanning your body and you're like, Jesus Christ, what's going on with my body that they're. And I just said to him, I know it's inside out. I haven't had a chance to switch it. So did you go switch it at some point or not? The worst part is, is I post on Facebook at uh, school, second day of workshops, shirt is on inside out. And you know what everybody put on Facebook? Yep. Makes sense. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, is that really who I am? I'm inside out shirt guy. Like, yes, that's it. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not inside out shirt guy. I'm like hero to kids. I'm like trying to help. I'm trying to make the world better. I'm not inside out shirt guy. I absolutely refuse. How many uh, classes are you teaching this year, Rob? Uh, like two, like three. I mean, come on. Why are you going to harass me about this? Yeah, I'm doing Bob, you were mentioning all the food you got. We had a, a fun treat at work today. The, uh, the building that I work in hired Minnesota nice cream. So like an ice cream truck to come in and do like, they've got like all the great ice cream treats. So it's not like a, nice. an old school bluebell truck, but it's like a food truck that just does ice cream. So you can go in, pick from like 18 toppings or whatever. Nice. Huge line out the door. And I couldn't resist. So I was kind of curious. Is there like a food thing that if you guys ever see it, whether it's like a food truck or something you're walking by that you always have to get? I'll tell you right now. In New York, the answer to that is, uh, what's it called? It's not called D's. Every dish. It's not called D's nuts. It's called, what's it called? Jenny, what's the nuts thing called? What? 
Oh my gosh! Now you listen to what Sorry, I'm talking Robin, about. I can't the, hear you. It sounds like you're cleaning dishes. I'm in the living room. If you I'm keep in the living room. My brain's out. Jay's going. not even listening. Uh, Is it roasted nuts? Because I do have a roasted nut story about Russell. Nuts for nuts. I, what? Nuts for nuts. They make the roasted nuts on the street corners here in New York. I have to get one every time I see one. It is addictive. I cannot. It's just sugar on nuts. I love it. Yeah. It reminds me of my, my best t-shirt I had. Big Johnson nuts. My best. The bigger the nuts, nuts, the sweeter the. Am, am I on mute? I, I don't know. <laughs> My best experience with roasted nuts was with Russell at Miller Park. We discovered the roasted nuts stand at Miller Park when we were oh, there to watch fantastic. the twins. And it was the most delightful treat. Perfect for a ball game. Comes in a little paper cone. Lasts you a couple of innings. I hear you, Rob. I think that's, I think that's good. Oh, man. But for me, a cart, speaking of New York, a cart that I cannot walk by is the halal cart with the white and red sauce. If like if, if you get the halal cart, I got to I got to have it at least once if I'm in New York. It's been 10 years since I was there. But for me, that's that's the number one. Quality is their motto. Quality yeah, that's, is their motto. <laughs> that's how you know it's good. <laughs> Made with love. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Uh, I, the thing that comes to mind instantly is nachos at a baseball oh, game. God damn I don't know yes. what, like. I just have to get nachos when I'm at a baseball game. There's something about nachos at a game that you you can extend that for a few minutes. Like if you get a hot dog, that thing is gone in 18 seconds, right? Yeah. That's what I'm talking yep. about. But you if you get nachos, you can you can turn that into like a 10 minute yes. food adventure, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. You've got the swamp chip at the end, like where you really got to go for it. Like nachos are a whole experience <laughs> that you just can't chip. get from a lot of other a lot of yeah. other yeah. ballpark Cheese gets foods. cold. Yeah. Oh. It just gets real cold. All and of I sudden. love. Yeah. Oh, I love. You put some of those jalapenos in the cheese, and then you kind of dip it in. And sometimes the jalapeno makes it on the chip, and sometimes it doesn't. And you're like. I love that. I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's one so of those like, searching the every the, time you're dipping, searching for the perfect bite. Like you want to get that perfect bite of nacho and you don't get it every serving of no. nachos, but you're out there ch- chasing that dragon. I will say a baseball game is, I think the one place where I am still like, Huh, all done. Time to get up and simply walk away from all my garbage that's under my seat. I have left every single piece of garbage under my seat. I walk away. Do not care about who has to pick this up. Not even entering my mind. Actually, I've never even thought about it until right now. So I don't. Are you? You guys aren't picking up after yourself after like a baseball game, no. are you? I, I go buy a bag of peanuts just to throw that shit on the floor. I don't even eat them. I just throw them on the floor. You buy the peanut shells just for a discount. You're just buying the shells. Crunching them. Crunch, crunch. I do have one pet peeve with nachos, and this is I think changed within the last probably five, 10 years or so. I don't like when you go and they give you like the pre-packaged bag of chips. I don't want the old Dutch bag of chips. I want them to scoop the chips in there. I want it to be like an unknown. Maybe I get a lot of chips. Maybe I don't get a lot of chips. (laughs) I like the excitement of like feeling like these are like special chips, not just something that came out of a single pack from old Dutch. That is a crazy idea. The fact that you would just risk your number of chips based on the people working <laughs> there trying to fit them in. The old Dutch bag is great. You, I, I'm always shocked when you open up the old Dutch bag, put it in the nachos. There's a shit ton of chips in there. Like there's a, and but you could get more otherwise. What if you got lucky, no you got more, Rob? Yeah, you got optimist. those volunteers from the local church, you know, or yeah, just trying to get... make like five bucks. They're back there sneezing all over all that stuff, you know. Then they bring it up front to you, you know. So, yeah, yeah I like that too. But I, I'm with you, Rob. They used to have the thing where they had all the trays sitting at the Metrodome, right? You yeah. can picture. Yeah. And they would just grab a tray from down below and start putting the cheese in and walk away. Yeah. I, Maybe a little gets poured too. over the top of the chips. It can kind of ooze oh, into yeah. it before you start eating oh, them. Yes. I, I think it's the way to go i would too yeah i like it for a while um the metrodome was doing big johnson hot dogs but they couldn't come up with a motto 
I mean, they couldn't even think of one. Like, can you believe it? <laughs> they're like big Johnson hot dogs. They taste good. They're like made with losing seasons over and over. Yeah, maybe somebody made with the tears of Twins fans who've had nothing to cheer for in 30 years. Well, maybe somebody put 10 bucks on them to win the AL Central. And they've just been hoping and hoping. And they're happy when the Giants come to town. Uh, Long con. Listen, rolling going. How's it going with you? What is up with everybody? We haven't seen each other for so long. We haven't seen each other. How is it going, Aaron? Rolling going. Tell me how it's going with you. Rolling going. Well, it's it's uh, as always. It's a little bit of bitter, a little bit of sweet. Uh, it's rolling, going great. Um, Sounds like figs. a Big Johnson T-shirt. Sounds idea. like a, okay. Yeah. So let's think about that. What could be a Big Johnson <laughs> T-shirt that's bitter and sweet? Bitter and sweet. I'm going to say Big Johnson piranhas. Bitter and sweet. It's going to be a piranha chewing off the swimsuit of a of a rather oh, no. busty woman no. in the river. Um, but I got a, I got a couple, a couple of updates. And then on there's Aaron previous... behind a small bush and he's spine. His egg shaped head is peeking over the top. I think you, you are on mute. I think you are. On mute, might be on mute. I know. I think I'm on mute. <laughs> I don't think Rob hears you. A couple updates on some previous uh, things I've mentioned. Uh, figs have uh, figs have overtaken my life. I cannot pick enough figs fast enough to get rid of the goddamn figs. Um, we're giving them figs. away to as many people as we can. My lady already made like three jars of fig jam and then I picked enough figs to make three more jars of fig jam. The figs are completely overrunning our lives. It's terrible. I don't know what we're going to do for the next month. I had a cousin that I don't remember what country they came from, but they visited a different country and they brought back gifts for all of us. And the gift that I got was a big bag of figs. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck am I supposed to do with these figs? You make jam. They're delicious. I learned, we learned that a fig is an inverted flower. It is neither a fruit nor a vegetable. It is a Flower yeah. with we're not Aaron. using the word inverted on the podcast. I thought we <laughs> okay. Wait a minute, inverted flower that kind of sounds like a big Johnson shirt to me. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> a fig is not like I thought. A fig was like a pear that was all like dried up and wrinkly or something. I don't know. No, a fig. You just eat the fig fresh. You pull it right off the tree. The, you can eat the, the old damn balls. Thing. The forty-two year old balls of the pear. Tonight family. we're out there trying to eat dinner, and this is my other other part of my rolling going. My son is the world's pickiest eater, but he has been eating school lunch, which has like wildly nice. opened up yeah. his life. Dad. I He's love Italian like, dunkers, son. That's totally just cheese right. on bread. It's not he a real thing. He came home last week and he was like, "Dad, I ate chicken off the bone." And I was like, "What? <laughs> I've been cutting your chicken up for five years." And I asked him what he was talking about, and I showed him a picture of chicken drumsticks. He was like, "Yeah, like that. It has sauce." So tonight I made chicken drumsticks. He ate three drumsticks. I'm telling you. Can you like? Do you know how adorable a child eating a drumstick is? But we're out there eating the drumsticks, and then there's a fucking squirrel up in the tree tearing after our figs because I didn't pick any today. (laughs) The squirrel's up there. And the squirrels, they eat the insides of the figs and then they leave the outside. They just drop it for you. These squirrels are so damn smart. So they're eating Oreos. They like eat out all the filling and leave the rest of the cookie. So Rob and Matt, did you guys realize this before? Like were your kids super picky eaters and then they started going to school and life just opened up for them or did that, does that, does that not happen with all kids? Oh Mike, I pay, I give my kids cash and they go fucking out for lunch. They have lunch out in Manhattan. I don't even have lunch out in Manhattan. So they have be, remained picky eaters. My, my plan is they're going to go on vacation with a friend's family and the friend's family is going to eat weird stuff and they're going to have to eat it or look weird. That's how I started eating food. Like I was convinced I hated salmon until I was stuck at a dinner where people are eating salmon and I had to eat some and I was like, oh, I actually love it. I think it's really good. Yeah. I, man, are your kids picky eaters? Uh, no, but they're, uh, how do you say it? Where you eat the same thing over, the, um, 
they like to eat the same thing over and over. At least Leo does. Yeah. You know, so the older one, I mean, he'll have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and grapes and dots, pretzels and a cheese stick for lunch every day. Every day, you know, at, at school, think that kind of a thing, right? That's doesn't really drink good. just water, good, doesn't drink any yeah. pop, <laughs> doesn't have any juice, doesn't have anything, just water, you yeah. know, kind of thing. So Eddie's a little bit more adventurous and wants to change things up a little bit. So, um, yeah, so no, they're, they're not necessarily picky, but they yeah. do like, they do have their habits, I guess. Now, Aaron, Aaron, I do want to say I have looked up figs on allrecipes.com. So I want to show you some Ooh, of the okay. top recipes they have and tell me what you think yeah, of these. got. All right. I've got a fig spice cake. Ooh, that's a good choice. I would try that. I know. Sounds good. I mean, what part of that sounds good? The look fig or the spice? Yeah, look at that picture yeah. right yeah, there. That's beautiful. It's a what beautiful that? bunt cake. Has, yeah, it has, looks has, any ever, has anyone ever wanted more spice in their cake? Nobody. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> He's like, I love this cake, but it's not spicy enough. <laughs> that's the type of thing you get at a homemade party. Someone puts spice in the cake. On Arrakis, the house of Hakonin was probably trying to get more spice. Uh, I hope your eyes don't turn blue if you have about. this big spice yeah, cake. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, where the sandworms, they make all the spice. Uh, let's see, what spices are in there? Cloves? Ooh, cinnamon, cloves. is that a spice? Cinnamon? That is technically a spice, because otherwise... Well, yeah. they should just call it a cinnamon cake. That sounds much better than a spice <laughs> I agree. cake. I cloves are kind of spicy. We got fig preserves, and you claim you're That's making... That's what I got in my fridge right now. I had some on toast yesterday and today. All these foods are incredibly brown. Like, this is an incredibly brown <laughs> food. You know what I mean? Fig- and if you're, if you're in your 40s... And own your own house. Are you allowed to send like fig jam as a as like a Christmas present oh, yeah. or like a birthday present? Well, I don't know because I don't know if it's going to stay you know shelf stable. I was been trying to figure out if we can send fig jam around the country, but I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. Aaron, if you send me if you send me a jar of fig jam, I'll put it right where I put yeah. the figs my cousin sent me in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say nobody will ever find out if it's shelf stable because nobody will ever open it. <laughs> hey, do I want this fig jam from Aaron and apparently a squirrel's been shitting in it, or do I want this delicious <laughs> strawberry jam with a picture of a strawberry on the front? It's so good and the red checkered top, and I'm just gonna open it in a normal jam. It's got its own squeezable bottle. Right. Did Squeeze I ever out tell exactly you, what you want. Did I ever tell you guys I had a, a, a neighbor who used to like make banana bread for people in the winter all the time, and they would always leave it on your doorstep, and I never would eat it. I never trusted homemade oh. baked goods from the oh neighbors. Oh my god, that's insane! <laughs> you real thing is you made, they goods, made you Russell. homemade banana bread, and you wouldn't eat it. You're a monster, Russell. That's terrible. I'm not, no, I'm not it. I'm, I'm out. Oh god, we've been sharing fig. We we send we sent. Fig notices to all of the neighborhood, you know, distribution lists that were on. What? Everybody wanted some figs. What? We just what set some figs mean? out front. Well, like our, our like neighborhood come pick them a, off of trees. No, we we picked them and then sent them out on the front. You know, like here, here's a basket of figs. Just come out. and people come grab them. And they people come right and up. add their own figs. They have more figs now. They have double the figs. <laughs> They're dropping. <laughs> Everybody's trying to get rid of figs. The fig repository. Fig jam. Fig cookies. I would eat fig cookies. Russell, I, fig I'm jam, not even going to ask you. Russell, but he thinks about fig cookies. Just his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why ruin everything in life? Are like, Don't we have enough problems in life? We've got to be like, hey, let's take something that we would otherwise find sweet and enjoyable and we got to like put it with figs? What, what the fuck? It's like, I used to think raisins and cookies were the worst thing. I don't anymore. <laughs> How about a big ass raisin? Uh, it's actually not a raisin; it's an inverted flower. It's an yeah, I'll pass. Fruit. Yeah, flower, inverted flower. Uh, fig cake, fig bars. I mean, come on. And then here's one, Aaron: fig preserves with rum. That's there you go. Home. I mean, that's just the recipe. Yeah. Preserve any of these but could no be with figgy rum. pudding, right? There's None no of them figgy pudding. pudding. We've not made figgy pudding no. yet. Fig, fig smoothie. We're gonna fig smoothie. See, I'm going to need you to send this to me because we're picking like 50 figs a day. 
and I don't know where to do all this stuff. You just you pull up a pull up a search engine. Honestly, I'm terrified that if I if I send this to you, you're going to mail me some fig products, and I do not need that in my life right now. Okay, I got enough shit going on. I do not need more figs. I don't know. I heard somebody in your living room or your kitchen, or I'm not sure where you're at. Uh, pipe up about the figs. So maybe we should send some fig cookies your way, Rob. Seriously, Rob, how long have you been home? You couldn't have washed those dishes before you got home. You <laughs> I will say, don't get washed in the background. Jenny today had a little get together um, for her her birthday, which is on Monday. Uh, it's a couple days away, uh, and she's also washing the dishes from her get together. <laughs> so she not only planned it, she made everything. She washed it. Hey, do you have any more of that trifle? Bring over that trifle. Show these guys that trifle. Oh, not this is where Rob. It's, remember when Rob made us look at watching me eat big cupcakes the one night? Yes. <laughs> Tune in next week to hear how Rob celebrated Jenny's birthday with his it's, dog. It's and fig. It's fig free. This trifle is no figs. It's not pretty anymore. Look at this. It's not pretty. Doesn't that look Wait, good? Oh, that just looks like a. Is there a meat stuff. layer? What's is in there? A meat layer. Whipped cream. It was prettier. Before. Angel food cake. Strawberries. Black. Blackberries. Blackberries. No, blackberries are good. And, and oh, and vanilla pudding in there. I can get it with that. Delicious. Oh, that sounds nice. I mean, Man, you know, I be, you know you be nice and there are some figs. Man, I could see you being a mincemeat pie guy. Isn't mincemeat ah. pie something? Isn't that kind of like an old man gross type Call of pie? Man, get yep. it. Mrs. Lovers meat pies. I do love a savory pie. <laughs> Big Johnson savory pies. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good, good, good. The... Uh, I've been having a good time watching Hard Knocks again, yes. uh, which we could talk about it every year when it comes up. Um, I'm pulling for the Detroit Lions this year. I mean, their coach, their coaching staff, they've they've got some good guys. I'm pulling outside of the Vikings. I'm going to pull for the Lions. They got some good guys this year. So none of the bullshit about, you know, trying to stroke these guys and tell them how great they are and all this stuff. It's a bunch of ex-players like Deuce Staley's, uh, one of their coaches and Antoine and Randall L. You know, and, and uh, their, their coach. Yeah, you know, so they've got a bunch of ex-players that are there and I think that helps out. Yeah. You know, so that'll be alright. Yeah, so, Jared Goff um, is definitely an NFL level quarterback. There was definitely that not a hard knocks where it opened with him not knowing which way the, the, the sun rose in the east. <laughs> right. Just the dumbest <laughs> human possible. The They're like, Ooh. Russell and I saw, we saw Jared Goff live at Stanford. We saw him at the, at the big game and he was so disappointing. Like, it was like, we went to see this like huge QB prospect and like he did nothing. I, yeah. That's my recollection. I don't know, Russell. You might have a different recollection, but no, it was fun. It was yeah, a big it was game fun time. at Stanford. Aaron and I took the train down yes. from Oakland to Stanford to see the Cal Stanford football game, the big game. That's right. Hard Knocks is rough though because you do watch this team for like the month and you kind of grow attached to them, and then they always just go out there and just eat shit. Like all these plans of like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna do so well, and then they just get. You guys are looking game. great. You guys are looking great. And then they're all in yeah. four. And, I yeah, mean, no the, good. The, we don't need to talk football, but this Lions team is horrible. And that head coach is horrible. He is a horrible <laughs> head coach. Like he, he, he belongs like coaching seventh graders. Like he can motivate little kids. I bet. I bet he, he can't coach his way out of a paper bag though. They are going to get worked. <laughs> this is, I just love this. Cause this is again, proof. Mr. I don't watch football and I don't watch sports anymore has a take on every single sports thing we ever bring up ever. So that's nope, never misses it. I disagree, Russell, but I can definitely see your point. Uh, you know what you're talking about there. I think he's, I think he's going to be a good coach eventually, but it's going to take him a couple of years. Um, but the topic that's been going around our house just a little bit is the fact that, uh, 
Leonardo DiCaprio, 47-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio, has mm. once again yep. broken up with a girlfriend once yeah. she's turned 25. Yeah. Have you this seen the graph? Limit? Yeah, have you seen the, I've data, seen the, the graph. visualization? I've seen yeah. the graph. Yeah. What do you mean I the just, graph? What's the graph? Well, he keeps getting older, right? So it's like the yodelay, yodelay, yodelay. <laughs> you know, they're going up, <laughs> jumping up the mountain. Like that, right? So that's the wait, wait, wait. That's how you explain a graph going up as you do the mountain climber. <laughs> Yodeling? But that's Man, what it works. looks like. He's getting a little older, you know? Yeah. But then every time it's like it goes like three or four years and then they fall off. And then he gets a 22 year old and dates her till she's 25 and then falls off. And then a 19 year old dates. And so, you know, there's some, th- there's some pretty funny people on the internet. I think I've told you that before. And I'm, I, I uh, have zero, um, I steal everything, all my takes. I have zero creativity in my life. And so I just steal things from the internet. And there's some pretty funny people on the internet, right? And so they're pointing sure. out things like, you know, that a, a, a person born today, a girl born today, will be, when Leonardo DiCaprio is 72, she'll be 25. And that's when she, he'll be breaking up with her. So if he keeps this streak alive, he's 47 years old. I mean, and, and I'm bringing this up because we're all, you know, 41, 42. Right. Could you guys imagine dating a 23 year old right now? Yes. Uh, I think it would be horrible. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I could really, I mean, I guess if yeah, 24 and then dump her in three years and d- another 24. Hey. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Russell, I go on a double date. Just these. <laughs> Jesse's like, oh, I want to go to graduate school. We're like, yeah, you're going to do that without me. See you later. I'm out of here. No, I, I, I mean, how could you, how could you go back to that life of like, I have go, no like, idea. Hey, we're going to get together. Let's meet at 10. I mean, I used to go out with my friend right, Greta. I'm going to leave the house at 11 PM. Yeah. I used to go out with my friend Greta. We would not see a regular movie. We would only see the late shows. So if it was after nine, that's the only time we'd go. And we'd laugh at people coming out. And now. Well, I mean, I replaced it with doing the podcast with you guys, but that would tor- I could not do that. I mean, I you know, I'm trying to think of the benefits of dating uh, like a 24 year old, and I can just think of so many. I mean, just there's just so many. Like, <laughs> but any that I can actually talk about in this podcast, I don't know. Like, I like if I'm, if- I think it would be horrible to talk to their friends, right? Oh, like, God, I didn't great, think about you, their friends. Oh my you know, God, like you you go you go out with them, great, all this stuff, yeah. right? You know, all the, the above board stuff, right? But then you think about like having to meet their friends and talk to their he friends. Just yeah. to, number. I mean, man, you know. like right now. <laughs> What'd you say, Russell? I'm sorry. It's just a number. <laughs> Russell is a dog. <laughs> He's a big dog, Big Johnson. <laughs> Rob, if you and ideally, if you if so, if you were going to date a younger lady, what would be the ideal amount of time before you'd go Leo on her and dump her? Like a year, three years? No. How how long would the relationship last? Three months, six three months. months. Yeah. I mean, what what happens at the three to six month part? Is that when they start she, clanking pots she, and pans in the back she, of your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay. The pots and pans clanging is actually a cool part of the podcast. Everybody loves that part. Um, I think it would be about the time where she was like, Hey, why don't you come and uh, meet my parents? And then I'd yeah. go and like the parents would be around my age. Younger than you. Yeah. I'd be like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to go meet the, like, I, I but honestly it would, pro- would probably be the friends. Like, Hey, come, let's go do something with the friends. And I do it once and then realize what a huge mistake it is. Cause I mean, honestly, Matt and Aaron, let's be honest. What percent of your wife's friends do you actually like? You know what I mean? Let's oh just boy, say it right now. Like what percentage? It's not high. It's not high. <laughs> I, like what percent, I can man. think of I can think of one. What? I mean, yeah. I can, <laughs> so not, the great part about 
<laughs> more more than one listens. So they're out there like, wait, am I the one? That's like five. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. They just got to figure out which one of them. Yeah, they just got to figure out which one. <laughs> figure it out. I like how, I like hey, how my hey, wife's friends. We all know which one it isn't though, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's the ones who have the question at our double terrible. secret podcast when we yes. talk about the one. Yeah. Terrible, terrible. How about you, Aaron? What percentage of your wife's friends do you enjoy spending time with? Hundred percent. I like all of her friends. Mm. Who's this Oliver person? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I was supposed to create content and a joke there, but the truth is, I like all of Anna's friends. So, uh, how about you, Rob? How many? How many of Jenny's friends do you enjoy spending time with? Uh, I guess almost. All of them, but I don't know. Like at this point, Jenny and I, our friends are kind of the friends for both of us because we're, you know, we meet him at the gym, so we're both there. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not bringing home like work colleagues and being like, hey, here's somebody I work with. Like, let's oh, hang God, out no. together. No, never, no. And and she's not bringing home somebody from work, so I don't know. We have friends. I mean, but I guess we had people over today that Jenny knows better than I do, but they were great. Like it was, I, I was talking to a guy and he was like, I was like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a glass blower. I was like, oh, yes. I, if I got a big Johnson shirt Truly. for you, I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> and, he's, and I said, oh, what, what, anything working on anything cool? He goes, yeah, I'm making this thing that is going to stick on your wall. And I'm going to put a neon light behind it. And it uh, is the shape of a woman's vulva. And I was like, okay, so I need to talk <laughs> right. more about this. Like, we need to get way into this, how this is going to work, hey, where we're going to hang ne- it up. Next time, who's next the time model? can you call, right. me, call on me first for my role and go on, Rob? You kind of stole my thunder there a little bit. <laughs> I mean, but if you're gonna if you're gonna be a glass blower, yeah. and maybe you're not all that great, you might as well be doing a woman's vulva. Because well what the hell that looks like, right? right? Yeah. I mean, plus it'd be a good excuse. Make it. He, you know what it probably was? He probably got caught online. He was like, "Uh, it's for research for glass bees." That always stuck making a vulva glass piece. Honestly, if you gave me a pointing stick though, and I had to point to their vulva, not sure I could do it. Nope. <laughs> uh, is that it, Matt? That's Sorry, it. I don't want to cut anybody off. <laughs> Russell Rowland going. How's it was it just about the Volva, Matt. We're done with it. After the Volva, we're done. Okay. Well, Russell, I got, no, I just you don't want to cut could, anybody off. I could use some dating advice. Why don't I go to the dating advice corner? I got oh a couple my questions goodness. to run by you guys. It's been a, okay. a solid year or two since we've been in the it's time for Russell's advice corner. <laughs> Russell's like, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm 42 now, so half plus seven is 21, 28. I can date somebody who's 28, right? That's the rule, half plus seven. Question: Can I use my, my the ex girlfriend's the the flight attendant's buddy passes to take other women on a flight? <laughs> yes, as long as it's not I'm her flight. The, That's the ultimate baller flight. move. <laughs> my my first question was going to be: I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. Uh, recently, Game of Thrones, the new uh, the Dragon House of Dragon oh, right. came out that just started out. It's coming out, and it's a weekly show, so it's not like you can binge it yet because it's just coming out one episode at a time. When it comes to like a new exciting TV show, do you have to watch that with the person you're dating or can you just go off on your own and and watch those on your own? What do you guys, what is your suggestion when it comes to watching the new show with your spouse or your significant other or the person you're dating versus just doing your own thing? Here's the issue. If you're, if the person you're dating is anything like my wife, okay. (laughs) What happens is we started watching Downton Abbey together, right? I see what you did there. We watched Downton Abbey together. Great show. Anything like any, any kind of like any similarities at all. Just yeah. We would watch it together and it's like an, it's, it's like a hour long show or a 40 minute show. Bernie. Jenny can only watch about 25 minutes and then it's bedtime. Like no matter what, she's like, it's bedtime. So we'd get to a thing where it was like the Butler has a secret. 
And Jane would be like, it's time to go to bed. And I was like, what? What is the butler's <laughs> secret? Like, we have to hear this. We can't do it. And then it just takes so long to watch the show, Russell. I don't know. I just, watching this TV show, committing to watch it with another person, I, I think you're kind of fucking yourself. I don't know why. I don't know. You're, you're kind of painting yourself in a corner. It really depends, right? Like, I think, like, if you really want to watch this new House of Dragon or whatever it is, right, you have to be watching something else with them so that when they come over, it's not like, oh, what are we going to watch? You have to have something that you're watching and preferably something that has a nice long runway, right? So, like, oh, we got to finish Downton Abbey first, you know, before getting into anything new. And then what? by the time that you could finish with Downton Abbey... Or Grey's Anatomy, that's a good one. There's like 19,000 Like the West Wing or something yeah, like that. Something like that. By the time they get done with all of that, I mean, it's going to be such old news that you can say, oh, I watched that like six months ago. So you can't, you know, you, you, when you got a new so show. You just lie to them is what you're doing. I mean, that's like a fancy way of saying it. I just lie. Watch a different show. Tell them no. Hold on, Rob. Can I grab my pen and jot that down? <laughs> so, man, you don't watch any shows Oh, yeah, a ton of them. Yeah, I mean, like, we just watched, uh, the best one we just watched was The Bear. I don't know if you guys watched that one at all. It's about Ooh, the chef and Yeah, you like that Yeah, one? awesome show. Awesome show. Things. No, Sarah and I watch shows so what all the you, time. So how do you guys watch a show together? Do you have, like, a TV in the bedroom, or you say, like, oh, it's 8 o'clock, we're going to go watch TV? Like, I... Well, you know, the kids go to bed, and usually they're, you know, down by eight thirty nine something like that, and then just sit down and hang out and hmm. watch a show. Yeah. So when, once, when Sarah went on her European walkabout... Did you yep. pause and keep, or did you stop watching for the week while she was was out gallivanting around? I mean, there's other shows, you know, there's Hard Knocks and there's some other shows to watch and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I watch way more TV than Sarah does. I can tell you that. But how about you, Aaron? Like, what do you suggest? Uh, I mean, we always yeah, like any, anything that she's interested in, we watch together. Definitely. I always wait, yeah. uh, do that together. And then, yeah, same, same with Matt. Like if it's a night where I'm on my own, I'll, I'll watch. Well, that's when I watch uh, RRR or something that uh, she's definitely not going to be into. But yeah, always, I always wait. I think Aaron has his TV on in the background. I can see what he was watching. What is this? (laughs) I've never seen that angle. That's weird. Oh, I like these drums. I didn't didn't even know a like would go up like that. (laughs) Yes. You know, I like these drums. Are those figs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's a neighbor. Here's a neighbor coming over. They've got some things of their own. Well, I heard I you had like some things. I love when they slap the bass. No, don't say that, Aaron. That's gross. Yeah, love that. the thumb slap. No, just I'm trying to think. There's only been like one. I'm trying to remember what the show was. But no, I mean you have to check in, Russell. You have to check in. Yeah, there's no, sure. there's no watching on your own without. Yeah, yeah. There was Could one I, show that I started watching and. I got in trouble for starting it early, but yeah. Yeah. It was called how to but. cheat on your wife. The PBS series. <laughs> I was like, Hey, you want to watch this together? Just me. It was the, it was the Tinder swindler. And that was taking all these notes. <laughs> you can offer to like rewatch, but it, it, it doesn't know. You you yeah. I can't do that. You gotta yeah. just wait. I, I have another dating advice question. Can I run one more by you guys? Yeah. I love Shizzle. it. Love it. So this, this came up a while back. Do you ever have where your wife might suggest like a super fun activity, but you've already got something else that could be more fun planned for that act that day. And then do you ever trump her and say, Hey, we should do this instead, or do you always just take her idea? Is this where the cowboy song comes in? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so like our our house has to function with a joint calendar, right? And so we've got got things planned out. (laughs) Joint calendar. (laughs) 
We've got things <laughs> planned out for months. And, you know, part of that is some work stuff. And part of that's like, you know, kids sports and things like that. So rarely is there even like time to even come up with like a, oh, this is way more fun than what we already got planned or something like that. So it's, it's a little bit tougher, Russell. I, no, think. I would say that if tougher. she's, uh, if Jenny has made plans, there's a 0% chance that I am also going to make plans and try to trump her plans. Like, and I would also say if Jenny didn't pl- make plans, there's a 0% chance that I have made plans that we were going to go do. Like, it's, <laughs> like Jenny is making all the plans. I would never come and out planner. That's insane. It's not about out planning, but let's say you didn't know it, Rob. Let's say she surprised give, you with something. Give us something. A, hy- a hypothetical. A- hypothetical do we have any hypotheticals? Be, hypothetical would be, let's say Aaron's wife bought him concert tickets, but it was going to give them to him as a surprise. And he didn't know about it. Uh-oh. Okay. So okay. then a few weeks, you know, multiple months out before that concert, Aaron was like, Hey, we should go to Vegas on these days. And then Aaron's wife looked at him and said, Oh, I don't know. I got you these tickets as a surprise. Do you go to Vegas or do you go to the concert? You go to the concert. You take the tickets. You can go to Vegas the next week. Vegas isn't going anywhere. You take those tickets. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> I got to start dating people again. I mean, I thought you were talking about like, oh, are we going to go to dinner or go to sit, watch a, you know, a movie we've all watched before. All right. Point, point of clarification. Did she, did she block off like that weekend for you? Like, Hey, I got something for us or was complete, it supposed to be like complete, complete surprise. surprise? It okay. wasn't even brought up until I suggested we go to Vegas a certain weekend. I mean, then you got to, then you got to do the tickets. Yeah. No, no you can't, you uh, can't skip the, we might need to delete this part. <laughs> Rob, maybe, maybe if you start dating one of those 21 year olds, you'll have to deal with this sort of problem with like, they, they'll try to surprise you with like a new TikTok video. And you'll be like, well, I was hoping to watch the Timberwolves that night. <laughs> they're, they're minus four against the <laughs> Grizzlies. No, I think if I was dating somebody who's 21, I would simply, become 21 and I would do things that cool 21 year olds do. Okay. I'd go to the hottest clubs. I'd be staying out late at night. Okay. I'd be, be wearing thongs, getting jeans that make it look like I haven't taken a big shit in the back of my pants. I'd be wearing my shirts right side out, not inside out. Like, and then everyone's saying, Oh, that's a normal thing for Rob to do. Cause he's such a dumb shit. So do you think your, your, your luck younger lady that you would be courting would be impressed with your world record weightlifting accomplishments or would she see the old guys you're competing against and be like, well, that's pathetic. Listen, just because at the last meet, there was somebody competing there uh, in an age group similar to mine where they had to be helped up from the bench to make sure they didn't pass out when they stood up. That doesn't mean we're not doing a real sport. Okay. It's a real sport. For sure. All right. Well, maybe you guys should let me out of the out of the advice you better, corner. You I feel like that corner and that re- didn't go the way I was yeah, hoping. Yeah, got to reschedule that trip to Vegas. I do love the idea that I would bring my 23 year old date to a powerlifting meet, and she'd be like, "Wait, there's other weight classes? Guys that are just big fatties? All, all these guys are actually muscular, and they're like talking about their nutrition." Some 209 pound brick shit house goes up there and lifts as much as Rob. And then she's just looking at Rob like, wait, what? And what? You can see everybody's dongs and their spandex. So she's going to know. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's going to know. It's all there. Not hiding anything. Big Johnson spandex. There's something there. I feel like that's there's something. Rob, rolling going. How's it going with you? So I got a friend went out to California. I thought he wrestled right away. The friend says, the friends, so, Rob, how many dishes did you leave in that kitchen right now? Like you can't ever do like you didn't do them all week or what? Listen, 
I, I'm telling her to wash these dishes as fast as she fucking can. Okay, she's taking her sweet time. So I will tell her that Do you guys, guys want not to have agree a dishwasher in that fancy palatial estate of yours, in New York City. Oh no, there's a dishwasher that's now running while I'm also recording this, which is going to be, which is going to be great. No, no, don't turn it off. This is great. I love it. I love using a noise canceler plugin. See, see, Rob, this is a great episode. It didn't matter that you didn't prepare anything. It's going to be another one headphone out night, I think. Uh, so here's the deal. I have a friend who... That's I can't I, get over the, the idea when you mentioned this on that episode a few weeks ago. I can't get over the idea of Jenny walking in in the morning and being like, I got hit in the head with a paint can. And then Rob like sitting there like smiling knowing that he had to set up that booby trap to <laughs> keep her from catching him. I have a BB gun. Ow, somebody shot me with a BB. Uh, so I have a friend who went out to visit a friend in California. So friend A went and visited friend B. Friend B said, listen, my kid's in a play. You got to come see it. So right away, I was like, Russell oh, would hate this. This oh, is big Russell yes. so bad. This is kind yeah. of an Aaron oh. scene. So Aaron, this is out in California. I'm wondering, and she claims this. stay here and go to that concert. She claims this play is a big deal and that the kid was honored to be part of it. And it's, it's called Pageant of the Masters. Now, have you ever heard of this Pageant of the Masters? No, so I'm she, sorry, I'm not familiar. So no. she went to this play that the kid was in. And what is, how old is the kid? The kid is like middle school, high school aged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's below 23. Russell wants, doesn't want anyone to hear about I it. I don't know. I don't um, and so what it is, is it's a play, but all they do is they have backgrounds that are painted like famous paintings. And then the actors stand in the paintings, like people in the paintings, and they stand there still for a minute. And then that's it. And then the lights go down. They put in another background and then they're paintings. Now I got to say it was impressive because like they put body paint on the actors. So if it's like an impressionistic painting, it looks impressionistic. But my friend was like, yeah, this play was two hours long. I had to go to this and just watch people stand still like painting. And, and how much time did they spend in California? Because I think it really matters. Like if they're out for, oh, there for a week, I think you could spend one night going to do something you don't want to do just to like be supportive of a friend. But man, if that's like a three day trip and you're spending one of your nights going to that, that's like end of friendship material, I think. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to tell you right now, it was two weeks. Oh, see, then I think it, I still would not want to go. No, I would probably go and act like it was fun, but I wouldn't want to go. But I think that's different than if it's ruining a third of your vacation. Yep. I, but what, but Russell, it's not a play. You're seeing a play where the actors are people standing still in a painting. And sometimes it's not even the full actor. They'll stick their head like through a hole in the set. So the body's painted and the head is them. Did your friend enjoy it? No, she thought it was ridiculous. She thought it was one of the weirdest <laughs> things she's ever seen in her whole life. And she's like, the kid was in two things. So she went, it's like a swim meet, right? You go there for like four hours. You see your kid swim for two minutes. That's what this play was like. You see your kid pose in like two photos. I mean, photos. So the friend who invited them, do you think they were aware? Like they were asking them to do something that they didn't want to do no. or not? No, this is the kind of friend who would just say, hey, come do this. And it would not be fun at all. And Kind of like this podcast. Well, you've you've asked you've asked us to keep siding onto this every week, and we just keep showing up, right? <laughs> this is way different, Russell. This is a this is much much nicer and more fun. Uh, I I think it's a, a friend who thinks that everybody wants to know what their kid is up to. Mm. That's a bummer, right? Like we don't need that. Well, I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a just a friend who wants to share their life with their friend, you know. You know, that's, oh my God. 
I got turned on when I saw that. Aaron, Aaron's <laughs> wife just, just came in and rubbed the top give of you his a head. Cocktail? Yeah, she brought me a whiskey. Damn. Wow. She brought. Wow. How nice. Aaron's wife brought you a drink <laughs> and rubbed your head. Man, that will never be topped in this podcast ever. <laughs> mm. I don't think you said it loud enough, right? You say it a little louder. Well, I don't know. Technically, it sounds like no one has done any research on this album. Except I've for, listened to it nonstop for three days. Um, and good. my wife knows it better than anybody I've ever met in my Get life. On. Let's let her do the overview. Have right. her do the overview. No, right, let me guys, see if I can make it happen. She doesn't know three things about this album like I do. There's no <laughs> way. Let's, let's talk real let's quick. See. see if she's still let's there. See. Let's see if we can get her to yeah, the yeah, overview. Yeah, bring her in. Let's talk real quick about Fiona it's Apple, the, though. It's the, music, it's the music portion of the podcast. Yeah. I'm getting a no. I'm getting a no. That's, uh-uh. that's a no. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a big no. 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 She came okay. back and took his drink. That she is as fabulous a pianist in real life as she's on the album. We definitely didn't hear that. We definitely couldn't hear her talking in the background. Has she heard of Big Johnson pianos? Hey, hey, Rob. I think I think she was just reading off Wikipedia too. I I think she's just copying Wikipedia. Um, No, I collate this information. Excellent lyricist and um, excellent performer. Ask her if she got that off of Wikipedia. Live in person concerts at the College of St. Catharines in St. Paul, Minnesota. Wow. You guys get all that? Oh, we got Repeat it, Aaron. What are the three things? Three things. She's as great, great lyricist of a pianist as she is a lyricist. She is a great lyricist. Okay. She's as good live as she is on record. And it was Anna's greatest live music experience at the College of St. Catherine watching Fiona Apple. I gotta go chase Catherine's now. Do you think Fiona Apple started a brand of music? So we have Fiona Apple, right? Piano player, lyricist. I mean, Fiona Apple in 1999, when her first title came out in 96, do you remember how big that album and criminal, criminal right? was? Yeah. Like, it was yep. absolutely everywhere. It was crazy. And the video was everywhere. There was, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say one other thing. Yeah. The last track on the album is, as you guys would say, a banger and one of the best songs ever written. Has got that song. Yeah, the last song is the banger. All right. Uh, Well, I I mean, I always think of Tori Amos when I think of Fiona Apple. Like, I feel like Tori Amos was doing some of this stuff, but Fiona does it with more fire to me. Although I don't know Tori Amos's music as well as maybe I should. Well, because I think this. I mean, this started like to me. I listen to so much women piano music, like Regina Spector. I've seen her in concert like three times. Cannot get enough of her. And, and that's all I could think of when I heard this. Like, I have whole Pandora stations devoted to music just like this because I love it so much. Like, I, and, and I just don't know. It's kind of like a Joni Mitchell. I don't, there was, was there really that beforehand? Like the female piano singer songwriter? But don't you guys think there was way more musical backing with this? There were strings on this. There was all sorts of musical. There were the, there were, I think there was a Wurlitzer. There were all sorts of uh, keyboards. I thought this. But was I think a that's why this album than... is where it's at, right? Right. I mean, absolutely. Like she kind of busted onto the scene, and then this album put her in a different stratosphere from like a musicality standpoint. Yeah. Not just a popular music. Yeah, it's lush. There's a lot atmosphere. happening, and you could then the, yeah. and then the lyrics. Like she's singing these super long phrases. So when you think about, you know, it's like a rap record. They, like the the sort of words per minute, if you were to measure, there's so much that she's throwing at every song. It's not just verse, chorus, verse, right? It's not the Beatles, although I think there's some Beatles influence on And that's here. why I used 
criminal to do the parody song to because A, that album's not on the list. It's, it's one of her only albums. She's on this list three times. Title, mm-hmm. title is not on here. Probably the, 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 with criminal. But it was also one of the few songs that had words that rhymed. I mean, otherwise I felt like yeah. I'm just going to make a parody song that's just me talking about things on the show that's not even going to... Which I was like, I could do it, but well... I mean, it's there, right? Well, I mean, technically you couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, technically it maybe I edited in the song earlier because I ran out of time tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, once again, the podcast and Jenny's birthday seem to have an uneasy relationship that continues. <laughs> they continue to ba- battle each other. Um, but I, I, to me, this is just like the, and, and I was not a Fiona Apple fan at the time because honestly, her video kind of scared me, right? Like the criminal video scared me. I mean, you know what I was doing with MTV. Well, maybe not in 90. We know. Six. No, I feel the same. And yeah. honestly, it's the same feeling I have about Beyonce where I felt like, is it, is it okay? Like, would they want me to be a fan of this music? Like, they didn't really make it for me. Should I not listen? What do I do as a man trying to listen to this music? And then, you know, I don't know. It's just great music. So you put it on. I mean, Extraordinary Machine, I've listened to a lot more than this one. Although this week I've had it on repeat. Uh, But it feels like that thing of like, well, am am I not the right audience for this? And then you just go like, well, if I'm going to just like stream music in my home. I can listen to whatever I want so, and enjoy. Oh, it. I mean, it's kind of everything, right? I mean, you're a, you're the most knowledgeable rap guy in the whole thing. You grew up in Iowa, right? I mean, right. do they make rap albums for you? You, know, think, boom, you like what you like, and you, <laughs> yeah. you know, yes, you know what I mean. You like what you like, and you go yeah. with it, and it's all good. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. here's the thing, right? Is is title comes out, smash it. Uh, when the pawn comes out, everybody's like, oh, this is her no more mature album. Like this was kind of the next step up. But I don't think it won quite the awards that her first album did. Do you want to guess how many Grammys Fiona Apple has won, by the way? Five albums. Eleven. Are you, are, oh, Eleven oh, Grammys. Wow. Spanning all the way wow. from 1998 to 2021. I mean, guys, she's been winning Grammys for like 23 years. Wow. That's crazy. If I told you Fiona Apple wow. won a Grammy in 2021, would you be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense for best rock song? I mean, yeah, because I fetched the bolt cutters on rocks. Have you guys listened to it? Fetch the bolt cutters. No. Is, it is it good? Out? Yeah, it's fucking great. All right. On the bound. Now, I am going to say that the, the album I did download for this had a uh, paper bag listed as paper bug. So at this point, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't trust any of these uh, songs. So let's do, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. On the bound. I mean, I, this drum sound is familiar to me for a lot of her stuff. She does seem to have really percussive, and the piano is a percussion instrument. She has a really percussive approach to rhythm, I feel. Yeah, totally. Oh, listen to that. That will. The album is so interesting, right? Like, the piano playing is fascinating. The rhythms are fascinating. Her voice is fantastic. And then you get to the lyrics. Like, you listen to this and you're like, I don't... I don't understand a word she's saying. I can't keep track of it. But the feeling of every song comes through crystal clear, I think. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. To Your Love. She kind of plays with tempo and pace in an interesting way, right? Where she kind of starts this beautiful singing and then all of a sudden she's kind of, it's not, it's not rap, I don't think, but it's, she kind of starts clicking pretty fast. I just like the way she plays with the pace. And I think there's some syncopation between her voice and the piano too. 
Yeah, I agree with both of those. And I think that's the connection to Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan, the, the, and Willie Nelson, this kind of phrasing Love that. Sinatra, the people who can just like really play with a phrase and mess with it and still stay in the pocket, you know? I love that Willie Nelson comparison. I think that's so good. Uh, here's one that Aaron said was the first dance at his wedding. <laughs> Limp. You want to make me sick. You want to lick my... Uh, and the lyrics here say, uh, Limp sat alone on a bench in the park. <laughs> He's limp. He's limp. He's limp. Is President's United States out here? I cannot wait for that. But she does that incredible thing where she says, like, you want to make me sick, you want to lick my... And there's a long enough pause where you're like, what the fuck is she going to say? And then she says, wounds. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's poetic. I, I read this was about being fed up with a lover who is gaslighting you. Do you guys ever feel like your spouse is gaslighting you? <laughs> no, but I think my parents are. I went home this yeah, summer and my parents would tell stories about me growing up to my kids. And I'd be like, I don't remember any of what you're telling me. I think that is a made up story. I think somebody else did that. Was one of them about when you ate the cake mix or whatever your dad I never ate you the cake doing? mix. I didn't take the cake mix. And he knows it. He just does it to bug me. Forget about it. How about you guys? You guys ever get gaslit by your family or anyone matter, Aaron? I don't think so. <laughs> no. No. I know I ate all that cake. No, it was definitely <laughs> for sure. Like just I, ate, I, just, yeah. I just ate the cake mix with a spoon. I just put the the egg right in there and ate up the cake mix. I'm sure that was me. It would be Aaron. Was it you that ate all the figs? Was I ate it the you, figs. Aaron? I know I ate the figs. It's <laughs> the proof is in my. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. Do you think it'd be nice if somebody gaslit you into thinking something good? Right. Like if Jenny was like, oh my God, you're, you know, you have such a big penis and you use it so well and I just love it so much. I'd be like, huh? Boy, I don't remember any of that, but I guess if she's saying it's true, like. You use it so well. <laughs> whatever we say. Obviously, I don't know. You use it so well. <laughs> Podcast, her saying, Oh man, Rob, you use that thing so well. And then the camera scans over and I'm just cleaning dishes with it. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you could clean dishes with it, that would be pretty impressive. Like, I mean, that's that's an actual skill. Oh boy. Yeah. Hey, honey, this is a, uh, a very small glass. I can't quite reach the bottom to clean it. Can you help me out? Uh, love ridden. <laughs> I love this song. Yeah. This one, I think, had some strings on it. I, I like that. I like that. Piano's amazing on it too, don't you think? Yeah, it's lush, right? It just like you just want to like take a layers with this one. Yes, yeah. yeah. And there is something about like we've talked about her playing with the tempo, her playing with the syncopation. But I think too the dynamics of this. Like obviously, this, 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 this her albums I think are produced crystal clear, but. The volume changes are huge on this album and fascinating to listen to, I think. Just listen to this right here. Listen to this build. And it's just like, you think like, oh, she's going to start screaming and yelling and we're going to really get into a rock song. And right when you think that's going to happen. When was this recorded? She kind of guessed. 99? 99. So, so I don't know if we talked a lot about this. Do you think it's just that drop. we were men, so we weren't listening to a lot of female performers when we were younger? Because I don't remember listening to this, but it's fantastic. I love listening to it now, but I just don't remember listening to it when I was 18, 19 years old. 
I think that's exactly it for me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was hanging out with you guys. We were I'm, listening to fucking Rammstein and fucking the offspring no and like fun. some stupid shit, like off of somebody's <laughs> Napster. Like we were never listening to this. It's almost like toxic masculinity was a huge part of our growing up. It's so weird. It <laughs> yeah. limited what we listened to. It's, it's, it's so odd. <laughs> it's unfortunate that that's the truth. But yes, like this never came on and they would have been like, like maybe one of the, one of the girls we knew when we hung out in their room would have had this on CD and we might have been like, oh, that's nice. And then we would have left and gone back to, you know, playing, yeah, NWA on Offspring. Napster. Offspring. <laughs> God damn Offspring. I hate the Offspring now. Give I never want to hear them baby. again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. No, Aaron. Yeah. Like, you like the Offspring. Is that how you gaslight people? You do kind of the Jedi mind trick? This is not the Offspring you're looking for. Uh, next up, Paper Bag. Definitely not Bug. Paper bag. This is my favorite song, I think. Just looking for a star to And this is where she does these long, long phrases where you like if you try to sing along, you're like, when am I gonna take a breath? How am I gonna keep up? Was a hopeless Yeah, listen to this. I mean, how am I supposed to do a parody song for this, honestly? Like it's almost unfair, right? This is awesome. So good. Super unique. It's like almost one of a kind, isn't it? If you like this stuff, Russell, you would love Regina Spector. Love Regina Spector. I I just can't get enough. We've seen her. God dang, it's good. Yes. I just want to listen to it. Hey, get enough of this If there's anyone out there who thinks two Radiohead albums should be before this one, I've got a bag of figs I'll send you in the mail. You're right, Russell. You are right. Uh, Madeline Peru is another one I think takes a lot from this type of type of music. Russell, just bring them with you when we're in Vegas on January 14th, 2023. You can just hand them to me there when we're in Vegas on January 14th, 2023. Can you imagine we go to Vegas and Aaron shows up and he's got figs? Hey guys. He's just got so many figs. Kept them in my freezer for you guys for Three months, just waiting. All Christmas, you were saying, please bring me some figgy pudding, and now I'm doing it. Here it is. Listen, now we have the uh, song that Jenny picked for our first dance. It's a mistake. Well, that's weird. (laughs) I didn't realize that was the title. Cold as a tick. Full as a tick. Isn't that great? Full as a tick. God, it's so good. You know, Rob, you mentioned the production here, uh, and I think this, I think this, song is as good as any to to kind of branch off and talk about the production and i i want to say i put together a list tonight oh i did i i was thinking about this this album all day i listened to it for you know three days straight nonstop. just this album it's 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 time you're doing a list i interrupted you see that i interrupted with a sound bite Aaron, tell us about your list. We, we've heard this like a million times. And I want to say, I want to say to everyone out there who's a fan of Fiona Apple, I am taking nothing away from Fiona. I think she's, well, we all Uh-oh. know what a musician she is. I want to say something about her collaborator on this album, John Bryan, because I think John Bryan is a, a very talented producer. He produced this album and has had a really interesting career. So I'm going to take a quick sidebar into John Bryan's career. He and Fiona worked together on this album. They worked together on Extraordinary Machine. uh, And then a lot of the stuff that they did together on Extraordinary Machine did not get released, but it seems that they're fine. Uh, I did as much research as I could. It seems like they're okay. Uh, But John Bryan, producer on this album, has worked in a lot of interesting 
places. So I want to I want to do a list about some nice. interesting stuff that John Bryan has done. Uh, he's famous for playing live shows at Largo in L.A., did scores for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Punch Drug Love, etc., Magnolia. Um, but I'm going to start with what a lot of people feel is his first contribution to pop music, which is Amy Mann's album from 1993, I think. And this is I Should Have Known from Amy Mann. Love Amy Man. Love Amy Man. Great voice. You know, perfect pop songs. John Bryan has a great ear for pop music, so this is '93. Good, good start here uh, to get into his his sound, his oeuvre. My personal favorite of things that he's done because I happen to love this song and I live on the West Coast is the second album from the band Best Coast from 2012. And this is my favorite song off that album. It's the opening track. This is Best Coast, The Only Place. Mm. Sounds like the new Radicals. I hear that. I hear that. Ooh, I mean, I like this, this is just sugary pop, just beautiful. Best Coast. Best Coast. Very cool. And then you got to hear the opening line. This is this got a little boy, pickup to it. I like this it. This guy has a sound yeah. he likes. There's no doubt about that. Born with sun in our teeth. It's so nice. And yeah, he just he like these these folks wrote a song about loving the sun, loving the mountains, loving the ocean, and he crafted a sound that was perfect for it. Uh, it, the next it feels one. like something they would play during like a '90s romantic comedy, like while Rob's dating his 23 year old mm-hmm. girlfriend, and they're like prancing <laughs> through the park, just like yeah, frolicking right? through Golden like Gate. We're holding yes. hands on the subway, and one of us steps in human shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, we go by, and Rob one of us pulls, accidentally Rob, steps on the head of a rat, and it's just you hear. Rob pulls a hamstring while he's frolicking. <laughs> Well, it goes from that, it starts with that kind of acoustic thing, like Sixpence, None the Richer, right? And then it goes into the heavier, like, you know, power pop stuff. It's so nice. Uh, So John Bryan famously worked with uh, some hip hop artists. We're going to get into some hip hop artists here now. Uh, He worked with Mac Miller quite a bit. And when Mac Miller uh, tragically passed, um, Mac's family went to John and said, we want you to produce his posthumous album. And John said, cool, I will do that. They had worked together on a lot of these tracks. Um, and so the album Circles, um, which came out after Mac Miller passed, John Bryan did the work to produce that album. Uh, and I've listened to that album twice through today. It's fantastic. I didn't know Mac Miller at all before today, but um, this is the song Good News off of that album, and it is beautiful. Mac Miller was a uh, nap or not Napster? What was that other? He came up on the internet, right? Like he was yeah, yeah, SoundCloud music think, out right? on uh, MySpace or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. Is that where he came from? Yeah, yeah probably. Aaron, I'm telling you, this sounds just like my Pandora lip station that I listen to all the time. All these isn't songs. This fa- isn't this fantastic? Aaron, you're like my Pandora guy. Can I like pay you to just send me songs in a playlist and? Do you know I've been to the, have I told you I've been to the Pandora corporate offices? They were right next door to my office in downtown Oakland. Hey, hey, Rob, if, if, if Aaron was your Pandora guy, would you pay for unlimited skips or no? <laughs> thumbs down. I would pay, I would just do thumbs down just to break his heart. Like ask him for it, then have him put all this time in picking songs. Just be like, thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down. <laughs> so that was good news off of Mac Miller's posthumous album circles. I think I like everyone it. should listen to it. I really enjoyed it Very today. Cool. 
Uh, John Bryan worked a lot on Kanye's third album, Late Registration, from 2005. Um, and this is the second track off the album, although it's kind of the first real track. And this is the uh, Kanye slash Adam Levine from Maroon 5 track, Heard Him Say. And you'll hear kind of now. You hear the, the keys. You can hear all the instruments and all these are just to the nines, right? Yeah. What do you think it's like to produce a... So did he produce the Kanye album? He produced a lot of the tracks on this album. Um, you know, what's interesting is I got to give a shout out. My brother helped me with this list. He's a big John Bryan fan, big Kanye fan. We talked a lot Ooh. about which track to choose... But he's I'm a, a little rosy. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay? <laughs> this is Big Kanye, by the way. Uh, who was it that had the best? Oh, Beyonce had the best album. Thank you. <laughs> we talked a lot about which track to use off of Late Registration because the one that to, to him and to us sounded most like the John Bryan sound was the track Gone, which samples Otis Redding. But according to the, the credits... John Bryan does not have a credit on that track. He's got credits on a bunch of other tracks on the album, not that one. Can you guys imagine being at this house on Thanksgiving? <laughs> like, this is the fucking conversation that's going on around the dinner table, and they're, like, thrilled it with it. They're like, it's not on this track. Ugh. Yeah, like, this is the one that sounds most like John Bryan, but he doesn't have a credit on it. Why is that? What's going on? Hey, can you pass me the, the fig jam? No, no, no. I, fig preserve, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, these fig, this fig cake is so good. Oh, it's so spicy. If you were to go straight, Leo, I think the time where you'd have to dump the girlfriend was when she'd start talking about John Bryan produced songs. You'd have to be like, nope. I think it's, nope. as soon as she was interested in my podcast, I'd be like, uh, it's not going to work out. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of any club that would have me as a member. Yeah, that's why Jane yeah. and I are still together. <laughs> and the final, the final track, you guys might have read this. I will have to admit, I learned this on Wikipedia this week, but John Bryan played guitar on one headlight by the wallflowers. What? This is him playing the guitar, and he used. We haven't heard the wallflowers on this podcast yet, have we? He it's used a screwdriver, number a screwdriver as the electric slide. That That's him playing guitar from 1995. Honestly, that is really. Cool. Honestly, if my kids were like, "Can you play a song that brings back vivid emotions from high school?" I'd be like, "Yep, here it is." Yeah. I'd be like, what? <laughs> this is the one, right? I bought you, this you whole know, CD. It all sucks yeah. except for this song. <laughs> you know how you know you're getting old is when you're driving and someone's headlights are out and it really starts to annoy you. Like this would have never annoyed me ten years ago, but now I'm like flashing my brights at people. I'm like, get that fixed. And then I'm, and I'm stepping out in front of you at the airport, saying, "What the fuck are you flashing your lights at, Aaron?" Hey, Rob, I actually sent you a link. Aaron was talking about all these tracks that were produced by John Bryan, but I think he might have missed one. Oh, he specifically mentioned the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yep, I did. And. One of the songs on that was a song by Beck produced by John Bryan. What? The song is called Everybody's Wait. Gotta Learn, which is a cover by Beck. Oh, so nice. What a tune. Like but Aaron mentioned the, the soundtrack. I figured we had to give Beck a shout out. It's been a while a because... I haven't been preparing for the pod, and no one else ever gives Beck a shout out. (laughs) It's true. It it is so true. I, when I was doing the list, I typed in like, uh, 
What, what did we do? Oh, I typed in like pull back and then nothing came up in the first five search terms. I was like, I'm done. That's enough work for me. So, so I'd say I'd say when it comes to John Bryan produced songs on Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind that Aaron does not reference on our list, who did it better? Beck did it better. Aaron. That was a sweet list, Aaron. Aaron. Thanks, guys. Love it. I loved all those songs. What was the second? What was the new Radicals band again? Best Coast. Best Coast. Best Coast Coast album is a day maker. Put it on any time. A date maker. (laughs) Is that what you said? A day maker. Oh, I thought you said a date maker. maker. I mean, if it's your your Mm, date. Date's good. I should plant a couple date trees out in the living room. And they say, God, I have so many dates. (laughs) I do love date shakes. Oh, God. Fast as you can. Love it. This is like, she's just showing up. She's just showing up. Dang, that's cool too. That feels a yeah. little criminal style. The the beat, the tempo yeah. there, that reminds me of criminal. Oh, so, so, so good. Uh, the way things are. I wouldn't know what to say to a gentle voice. Maybe this is just, they're both female artists, but do you guys get any Amy Winehouse vibe? But do you feel any like similarities here or, or are they different to you? Very different I to think me. they're very different. Yeah. I, I see it though. I can hear it in the voice a little bit, kind of the sultry. Yeah. You know, she's not so much of a power singer like Amy was, but I can hear that same kind of thing. Uh, get gone. You got your game, made your shot, and you got away with I mean, this is so nice. The little just turned on trippy snare. But it's interesting to me, Russell, that you brought up Radiohead because that that actually now I'm hearing this is the best parallel. And this is way more fun to listen to than Radiohead. Like, this is so much more beautiful. Matt's shaking his head. Matt, what's your thoughts on the album? You haven't said much on this I, one yet. You know, it's just like I understand where this place is. But, you know, this is one of Sarah's favorite uh, artists, too, from from the 90s, right? She's a huge Fiona Apple fan. And, um It's just not... It's just, it, again, I, I, I don't, they're not speaking to me, right? Or uh, Fiona, not them. Fiona's not speaking to me and not singing about things that I am a part of or doesn't resonate with me. And therefore, you know, it's just kind of in one ear, out the other. And I get the music, but it's pretty choppy and, you know, in my head. You know, like I, I'm not saying that it's not good by any means, but it's, you know, up and down, left and right. And, you know, it's just, it doesn't. Doesn't I, resonate. With I have me. to say too, I like I like feeling Apple, but I have to also say I like music that relaxes me. This music, I, I get stressed listening. This relaxes to this. you. No, see, this does no, not. No, Fiona Apple stresses yeah. stresses me out. Yeah, it just yeah. it just That's, it it just does the the. It feels like yeah, it. you feel it feels like you're on edge. It feels like you're you know I don't know I I, I get what you're saying there. Rob. Feels like an adventure. It feels like you're yes. being taken on a story. It feels yeah. like there's something new around every corner. It's like a choose your own adventure book. I and that's that. that's the difference to me between her and Amy Winehouse is that Amy Winehouse okay. is in the groove. You kind of know what to expect. It sounds mm-hmm. like nothing. You know, the, her voice sounds like nothing you've heard before, but it's not so unexpected. And this one, you don't know what's around every corner. It's like when the fucking Joker smashes the dude's eye on the pencil in in Dark Knight Returns, where you're like, oh shit, like, or in not Dark Knight Returns, in the Dark Knight, where you're like, oh, anything could happen. Like, that's what this album is. The guy writing the paper about how Fiona Apple's like the Dark Knight. 
returns is at home just going, yeah, this rules finally. Somebody agrees with me. Uh, choose your own adventure, Russell. I used to just get, guys get sending dates for things or whatever for, for a treat. It was me. I wrote the paper, Adam. Yes. I know. <laughs> no, Rob, we're done. I know is, we're done. I know is the song that uh, Rosie's wife at gmail.com said was the best. Correct. She loves that song. Right. This is the one she liked more than any other one. How about a little Nora Jones? A little Nora Jones sounding here? Or no. Maybe it's just the piano. Folks, you know what? We've had fun talking about the album, but sometimes what's even more fun is when we take art somebody made and we decide to rate it. Oh, yes, because that's important. Because <laughs> they care. Don't say that, Aaron. The whole podcast is literally based around that idea. Rolling Well Toned is an album that deserves to be at 108. Okay. You could say maybe it was like a party that you had at your apartment right when you're starting to do the podcast. Okay. And it was just like a perfect time to have a party. It was so great. Like we went up to the roof. It was so nice. That would be a Rolling Well Toned. Okay. Then you have to leave the party early. Okay, it, you, you had to get down and record a podcast and maybe prepare for it. But then when you got down here, you couldn't find all your microphone and stuff. So you actually didn't have time to prepare for it at all. And you kind of felt like you got rolling boned by doing that. That would be if this album should be higher than 108. It shouldn't be this low. It's a rolling bone, much like me having to lead the party getting rolling boned. Or was it a rolling groan like when my wife was groaning from doing all those dishes back there earlier today? Well, I was simply. Oh, I don't know. Making my art, my podcast. I'm too busy to do the dishes or bake dinner or whatever. That would be a rolling groan. Uh, just like you can imagine being married to me is like uh, when I'm like, I need to leave your birthday party to go do my podcast. Aaron's like, I will not devote any non-family time to this podcast. Meanwhile, I'm like, my marriage is over, but the podcast is getting two more downloads. That's great. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone or rolling groan and marriage is going to find. Uh, yeah, that's great. I mean, uh, this was, uh, this was actually the best album for my marriage. Maybe that we've done. It was so fun to play this over and over and realize my wife knows every word, every note. Uh, it was really cool for me also. Um, this is an all day album. I can just have it on repeat and, uh, it's a, it's a rolling bone for me. It needs to be higher on the list. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned rolling bone or rolling groan? Fiona Apple, when the pawn. I think it's rolling well-toned. I think the impact it had uh, when it came out and then Fiona Apple's impact on the entire genre, um, not, not just, you know, like female vocalists at a piano. I mean, kind of the whole, call it 95 through present, um, you know, the her influence is definitely felt. And this album, I think, definitely... Uh, shows the world what she can produce and what she did produce and where she was and where she's going. And so I think it's rolling well-toned at uh, 107 here. 108. Because if you remember, 107 lived above 007, James Bond. Yeah. Okay, so again, yeah. best joke from two best, podcasts now. Best joke. Yeah. <laughs> Russell, yeah. what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I thought the piano was great. I loved all the musical layers with the strings and the different instruments involved. She has a beautiful voice. The lyrics were amazing. There were tempo changes. It was dynamic. It just felt like an amazing adventure. I thought it was fantastic. I would definitely listen to this one again. So much talent here. I'm going to say it's rolling 
boned. It should be higher on the list. Boned. I would say almost way higher for me. I really enjoyed it. I'll definitely come back to this one. Uh, this would be a, for me, guys, unfortunately, you're incorrect. Okay. What? Yet. This for me would be a rolling www.pandora.com. I think I'm going to go make a Fiona. <laughs> Pandora.com? I'm going to go make a Fiona Apple channel right after this. I'm going to listen to it. It's going to be great. It's just what I want. This is so, I just, and I, how I didn't know that this is what Fiona Apple's like, I don't know. Like I heard, I'm serious. I think criminal, I think the song scared me. So I never listened again. I'm a coward, Aaron. I'm a real coward. That's why I have this big Johnson, big coward shirt. <laughs> Stick your head in the sand with Big Johnson. Next up, okay, we've got a, a, an album that asks a question. Was Russell's problem with Velvet Underground everybody else but Lou Reed? Well, we're going to find out. It's Transformer by Lou Reed. Oh. <laughs> I, I, we're going to get a lot of downloads. A lot of downloads. Tons, for that one. Yeah, we're going to love that one. We need the AllSpark Autobots roll out. This is <laughs> Lou Reed as Optimus Prime. Hey, Jimmy, get me the uh, computer that we need and also some Robo Heroin. I love the Robo Heroin. I am a transformer. <laughs> Was that the one where the guy was e e like eating bacon and pancakes from a Michael Imperioli novel that Aaron was reading? Yes, exactly. Thanks for remembering. We're going to hear more about Aaron's fanfic. But you're just too lazy yeah. to look it up online. If you want to hear four guys who chat and then they get off track. Russell, you know what he'd be if he played the oboe, though? What's that? Blue Double Reed. Beck did it. Double Reed? <laughs> I mean, we got to do something with you. Use it so well, but I have never heard it, so I don't think it can, can even relate. Use it so well, anyone? I don't know. Big, big Johnson's water getters. Use it so well. So well. Water getters. I don't know. I'm not prepared. <laughs>